Welcome to the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, hosted by veterinarians Dr. Lewis Kirkham and Dr. Robbie Anderton, who'll give you the inside scoop on the secret lives of your pets and have a lighthearted look at the latest animal news, health tips, and other random facts. All names of people and pets have been changed for confidentiality, so if the story sounds familiar, don't flatter yourself. Every owner is just as animal crazy as you are. So sit down, place your furry feathered or scaly best friend on your lap, and it's over to Lewis and Robbie. Thank you, Adam Zwar and the TVTP US Army Big Band Orchestra. Today, brought to you by Cats. If you've never found yourself being the familiar of a cat, answering to their beck and call and receiving little but thinly veiled ambivalence in return, get yourself a cat today and see how fun it is for yourself. Welcome, listeners, to episode 17 of the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast and strap your headphones in for a wild ride where talking too much pets is barely enough. I'm Dr. Robbie Andert and I'm joined by Olive the Cat's familiar. It's Dr. Lewis Kirkham. Lewis, how are you? Good, Robbie, mate. Good, good. Now, as you say, dogs have masters. Cats have slaves. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yes. Ha- have you heard of the um the uh, description of a familiar? You know how across are you with pop culture vampires? Oh no, no, no not all that came on it. No, no, teenage oh, girl Twilight, not stuff that, that sort of pop culture. That what you mean? No, 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 Romanian Transylvania, Romanian Transylvanian ones. Yeah, yeah. So, so the nah, familiar the, in the in the vampire law, the familiar is the per- like the human that does the bidding of the vampire, oh. um, hoping that one day the vampire is going to turn them so then they get to enjoy eternal life eternal themselves. Life. <laughs> yeah. And, and the thing with um, writing that is because as it turns out yesterday, I watched um, Hotel Transylvania 2 with the kids. Right. Then I watched um, a, a James Clement and um, Waikiti, um, uh, uh, the guy that did um, Thor Ragnarok called um, uh, one of their old movies called What We Do in the Shadows, right. which is a vampire one. And wow. I'm also reading a, 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 a science fiction novel about vampires. So I've had like these three familiar things. I thought, describing cat owners as a familiar would is, is a pretty damn fitting. Yeah, that, you know? yeah, right. Yeah, and the kids slept okay last night, mate. Oh, they they they'd gone to the sleep vampire after fest. The vampire fest. Yeah, yeah. It was Adam Sandler as a vampire, so the only they just had to get his voice out of their uh, head, and then it was fine. Oh, know? right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, another Adam Sandler movie. Gee, that's some that's some real yeah cutting edge pop culture. Popularity there. Oh, look, is, apart from the ones where he's doing a voice, I don't. I don't count anything after Happy Gilmore. Yeah, you know? that's where it ended. Uh, that, wasn't it? that was yep. it. Yeah, Billy Madison was okay. Happy Gilmore was fantastic, and after that, it was all a very, very steep decline from yeah, there. Yeah, wasn't it? Was it a Big Little Daddy or something? Oh, there was, there was, oh, there, 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 was there. there was Little Nicky, and yeah, um, the, yeah, Little Big Nicky Daddy or something. Big oh. Big Daddy, where there's a picture of him weaned up against a wall that's, with the kid. That's yes. the one I remember. That's um, all class. That uh, one. The Water Boy was was reasonably watchable. Yes. But, uh, but from there, yeah, all yeah, yeah, the one that he did with Drew Barrymore, Fifty First Dates or something oh, like that. Yeah, no, well, it was Wedding Singer. Oh, oh sorry, Wedding Singer. Wedding I take singer, it back. Yes, Wedding Singer is okay. Deb and I's first date. Really, Wedding Singer. Wow, yeah, good fantastic. Stuff. It was a at good the, choice at the movies. Yeah, yeah, at the movies. Yeah, yeah the fantastic. old cinema. You know, we sit in the seat and you watch it on the screen. Yeah, that, and it's yeah. not downloaded from some Chinese website. <laughs> <laughs> with a for your consideration going across the yeah. bottom that someone's knocked off <laughs> yeah. from a yeah or or the guy in front walking in and sitting down and, <laughs> and the guy that's taping it's got the big turban in the big camcorder in his turban in his hat yeah. yes yeah yeah and then you then you board it down in Denpasar <laughs> yeah um, so uh, oh that's alright so Wedding Singer yeah not a bad uh, not a bad well, movie yeah well it turned out being a bit skint in the in the veterinary days when yes. I was a student uh, you didn't I, take I, her on Tight Ass Tuesday did well, you well no tempted went to McDonald's got a, got a happy meal or something <laughs> something of the sort in those days and, uh, and two for one Past to see Great Expectations, I think it was. Right? Okay. Now, one with uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Really bad movie. Never seen it, but yep. horrible movie. And pulled out the... That was my... That my way to start the the conversation of getting a date was to offer that she might like to come and see Great Expectations on a two for one pass. Nice on tight ass tight ass Tuesday. On tight ass Tuesday. Ooh, we let us say that word tight ass Tuesday. Tight assed. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all about the donkeys, kids. It's all about the donkeys. <laughs> anyway, mate, I'm sure Deb's wrapped to hear our romance unfolding <laughs> on the pod. So, let's, uh, <laughs> what's been happening with you otherwise this week, mate? Oh, look, uh, we had a, a quiet week this week. Not 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 a hell of a lot sort of been going on. But before we got onto the pod, mate, you tell me about your your love for, for the Viennese sausage. Yes. 
and I wonder, are you a you're a bit of a chef, a cook, and that sort of thing? You, you, you have you ever tweaked a sausage by chance? Tweaked a oh, tweaked a sausage. Are we talking metaphorically or literally here? Well, because, wherever you, know, you want to go, <laughs> mate. The, the doors are open. <laughs> the, the, there's no if way sl- that if you slammed a sausage, it might be you know. <laughs> there's no. We we can talk ships in the harbour if you like, mate. We can we can talk about the the sizzle on your sausage. The you, you, you're talking about the 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 thin longs V&Es versus the uh the uh the girth the, the girth the Australian short. hot dog I don't know mate where are we going <laughs> I, I only buy the hot dogs that I'm told to buy mate I'm a very good husband I go to the deli get the V&Es hot dog the V&Es franks right you know that's the they they're the ones you know they're the ones up the back out the back of the uh the thing yeah, really? The oh, the like, oh, in the in the brown paper bag that they go behind yeah, the shoes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, perhaps we are going the wrong direction then. Yeah. Look, this was an article by ABC it's, it's, News. It's the odd pod; it always gets a bit loose. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's the loose right. odd pod. It is. It yeah. is. When we when we've had you know seventeen beers each. And we're, <laughs> 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 hey, this is this is an article in the ABC News online. Yes. First helicopter drops of cane toad sausages prompt design. Tweak, hence the link. You know, wow. So, so that that's 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 on our ABC. Yeah, uh, yeah. ABC Australian News. Wow, I, I'm intrigued. So stinky sausages made of cane toad flesh have been scattered from helicopters in a wide scale trial that researchers hope will give native animals a fighting chance. Right. And of course, mate, you would realise we're talking about uh, Ranella Marina. Right, formerly known as Bufo Marinus. Right, okay. Is that or, the one that came to? I was going to say, is that the one that came out of the pot plant out of IKEA, or is it a different <laughs> one? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We sent it back. Yeah, yeah it's, it's got to get back. <laughs> the sausages were airdropped across a remote Kimberley cattle station just ahead of the Cane Toad front line. Right. They were developed as a part of a taste aversion program to try to prevent native species like quolls, right, from being killed by the toxic toad. Now, people who don't know what a quoll is, they're like a small, well, small marsupial. Yep. Probably native to Australia, I'd imagine, only yeah. Australia, and perhaps like a little. Oh, a big rat or a small possum, something like yeah, that. Yeah. So, so the the theory behind this is that obviously cane toads are a big problem in Australia. Yep. And they're advancing everywhere across WA, and the cane toads that are on the front line in advance along uh, along Australia are the biggest cane toads. Yep. And the most deadly. And the here ho- you go. Here's a here's a quoll. Look at that, mate. Look oh, at that. Yeah. So they're How spotted cute are they? and gorgeous. Oh, they are pretty. Look at that. Yeah. 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 So we're saving for sure. Definitely. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. With a cane toad sausage. Yeah. Exactly. And so the um the hope is by feeding the the quolls or the native animals the cane toad snags. Yep. Laced with nausea inducing chemical, at least one or two of the animals can be trained not to eat them. <laughs> so. <laughs> So, so, see, that's the theory. And, I mean, we, we had a podcast on coprophagia. Yes, yep. And we've tried that with dogs and lacing the stools with, with nausea-inducing with chemicals. And, mate, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. No. No. Have they tried making a pineapple sausage? <laughs> Yeah, yes, a, pi- yeah. a pineapple sausage. See what that p- does for him. Pineapple. Forget on pineapple, love. As the yeah. late Hugh Worth used to say. Well, do you reckon that um, maybe instead of feeding them, you know, horrible tasting cane toad sausage, maybe they could just feed them better tasting sausages? They wouldn't worry about eating the cane toads in the first place. That's a good point, mate. Yeah, you know, just just give them a nice, uh, a, ni- a nice Viennese. Viennese. <laughs> we need to talk to them. They need to be dropping. The Viennese sausages, the the, the, the cane toad, the good, the good ones. ones from the back of the deli yeah, in the paper yes, bag. Yes, spot Drop on. Drop them out of the helicopter. Oh, I knew you could tweak a sausage, <laughs> mate. I knew you could tweak. It's part so, of my mo, mate. Yeah. So yeah, they uh, they they found that the not enough of the quolls have been taking them. Right, okay. And so they've got to tweak them. The cooking process begins at a drop-off bin at a park in Karanara. In Karanara, right? Locals deliver live cane toads they've scooped oh, up Jesus. in gardens or roads. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dale, I'm just popping off down to the local cane toad bin yeah. to drop off the, uh, the the cane toads we scooped up in the backyard. Barry, Barry, <laughs> the 44-gallon drum of cane toads is full. Can you go and drop it off at the bin? I did it last time, Dale. Oh, sure, Dale. I'll head yeah. down there now. Yeah. And don't stop at the pub. <laughs> and welcome to all our Karanara listeners. Karanara. <laughs> So there you go, mate. So look, you know, I'll, I'll be interested to hear how they how they go, um, but I'm really sceptical that this is you know, actually going to do anything. Yeah, yeah, we're going to have to do some fine tuning of the sausage. Right. Okay. 
Are they, do do they, you, any, any volunteers for fine-tuning fine the tuning, fi, Fine-tuning his cane toad sausage. Yeah, to make it more palatable and interesting for quolls and indeed something they then associate with cane toads. I, I reckon if they're dropping that out, the, the, the number of dogs that would be eating those sausages too would be immense. Yeah, immense. that's true. Yeah. Um, is it true that, you know, that the, you know, the, it's the, the toxins on the back of the cane toad, isn't it? You know, I think I, it I think, is. Or, yeah, yeah, I believe yeah. so. Um, and do the dogs get a toxin, a toxicosis from it, from, from eating the cane toad? Oh, yeah, toads? they do. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. And it's, it's, it can be fatal. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the, I think the, uh, the treatment is that you instantly got to uh, wash out their mouth with water. Oh, right. So, so people because it just gets absorbed so damn yeah, quickly through the mucosa. Yeah. yeah so right, you know, I okay. think uh, one of the one of the vets I worked with said, you know, often he'll see uh, talk to owners on the phone and they've got to go out and turn the garden hose on. And and the important thing to realise when they're doing that is you are just trying to wash the mouth out. Yep. You're not actually trying to inflate the dog like a balloon <laughs> with the with the garden <laughs> hose. <laughs> so, so, so it's kind of no, it's not Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> Yeah. Right. yeah, forget the yeah, the water boy. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so so he, he said, yeah, either you see that there's three three options when they've been done by the cane toad. One is they die instantly, which is right. unfortunate. Second one is they wet mouth washed out beautifully. Or the third one is the lungs are full of water. <laughs> so end so, up with a horrible aspiration yeah, pneumonia. Exactly, Ugh. from hosing them out. Yeah. yeah. And what, are you, what have you been up to the week, mate? So mate, I've um done it done myself a little bit of surging. I heard on the news about the world's oldest cat. Oh, the yeah. Yes. oldest cat. Now, are you across this story or are no, you going no, in blind? I'm Fantastic. Blind, mate. Okay, so um, what's the oldest cat that... 68. 68. Well, that beats mine by a fair way then. No. Let's move on to the right. next story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you reckon the oldest cat is that you've ever seen? Oldest, I reckon it'd be around 21, maybe 22 and probably in the UK. Yeah, I okay. Yep. For some reason they live longer over there. Yeah, yeah, Probably yeah. hypothyroid, I imagine, but yeah. yeah. More than likely at that Tw- age. Early yeah. 20s, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I remember my the oldest cat that I treated was when I first graduated. This cat was 23 years of age and I remember that very distinctly because I was 22. Yeah, so, that's so that was the, that was the, probably the only time where I've ever then treated an animal older a small animal older than me spot so, on mate and yeah. did you walk into the consult and the cat goes when I was a young <laughs> lad and you're like don't oh you talk- yeah. Yeah, right. don't you, you talk to me about yeah. you respect your elders young man <laughs> <laughs> I still remember the sky hooks when they came out don't you um, uh, so, so that's the oldest cat that I've that yeah. I've seen. What, so what was it again? What twenty three? Twenty three yeah, was my right. one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and as you'd expect, yeah, had kidney disease and all mm, that sort of yes, stuff. Yes. So, so where um, are we at with this? So one? in England, um, possibly the oldest cat in the world has celebrated his thirtieth birthday Oof. with a party at Vets in Exeter, Devon. Rubble, who lives with owner Mich- excuse me, Michelle Heritage, was treated to hey, some of w- Michelle. Heritage. Heritage. I didn't even hang pick on, on that. a second. There you I, go. I, mm, I oh, smell something on. going on here. Smells, smells something Heritage fishy, by name. Heritage by nature. That that cat, is that cat moving, or are we talking a taxidermist Rub- specimen? Heritage. Well, I mean, it it, it, it looks <laughs> like 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 what you would expect a thirty-year-old cat to look like. Yo, okay. It's about the same as an eighteen-year-old cat, but just you know, <laughs> just ten years <laughs> older. Just ten years older. They they once they hit that age, they look exactly the they, same. They do, don't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Once they get over about fifteen, they look the same whether they're fifteen, twenty-three, yes, or that thirty. Is, that is true. Um, so uh, he's a lovely cat, although he has got a little grumpy in his old age. Said Michelle, fifty, who works at the Royal Devon and Exeter Hospital. Um, so here's a picture of um of, of Michelle oh, with sweet. Devon. There is oh, now. Sweet. And there he is when he's a kid. Wow, kitten. he looks young. Oh, that's when he's a kid. Yeah, yeah, oh, sorry, yeah. mate. He hides his age well, doesn't <laughs> yeah, he? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looks yeah, like gee, he's about thirty he, weeks old, not not thirty years old. And three hundred grams. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, so Rubble came into uh, Michelle's life as a cute kitten in nineteen eighty-eight. It was just before my twentieth birthday when I got him. He was part of a litter cat, uh, a litter cat that my sister's friend had ha- had, and I just left home. I was lonely living on my own, so I got him as a kitten. It was May. 1988. So that right. is so there, there. He is there wow. with, his, with his big birthday. Oh, happy boy. birthday, happy mate. 30th birthday. Yeah. Now the interest, the thing that I think is the most interesting thing here is that it's a um, uh, he's a Maine Coon. So I am, you know, I mean, my my, like, so he looks like he's got a little bit of Maine Coon. Yeah. In him, but he looks very domestic, short, hairy <laughs> yeah, too. You know. Yeah, um, yeah. We get a bit of that, don't we? Yeah, in the oh, a little bit. Yeah. yeah, it's a Burmese. Oh, I didn't realise they came in. Uh, 
in white and orange. Uh, white and Burmese, orange, yes, yeah. yeah mm. your, your, your classic, uh, <laughs> you know. One your of, class- one, yeah, it's, it's a throwback. A throw, throw, yeah. Throwback to his great, great, great uncle. You yeah, know, that's yeah, right. Yeah, from, you know, his, his name was Maine Red rather yeah. than Maine Coon. You yeah. know? Um, so the oldest ever cat, according to the record books, is Cream Puff, who was born on August the 3rd, 1967, and lives until August the 6th, 2005. Now. No, oh, I still, I still, an amazing sorry. 38 years and three days. Cream Puff lived with her owner, Jake Perry, in Austin, Texas. Now... These are one of those... In our house, a cream puff doesn't last longer than 10 minutes. No, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> In my house, a cream puff doesn't even make it out of the car. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm just trying... Oh, oh he, um, he enjoyed a free checkup, some cat milk and Felix pouches, and less appreciated a free supply of medication for the next month as his birthday present from City Vets. Oh, that's really sweet. Isn't what that meds good? What meds is he on, I wonder? Yeah, I, heart, I reckon probably heart, everything. Heart you know? meds, yeah. He, he'd, he'd be on hypothyroid medication. He'd be on blood Pressure medication. Mm. He'll be on, you know, uh, you know, maybe some Xylokine because he's a bit grumpy in his old <laughs> yeah, age. You know, he'll be on Medicam oh. for his arthritis. Yeah, you know? wow. um, and uh, and the fact that these guys have been treating this cat for thirty years, the least that they could do is give him a month's worth of medication. So. <laughs> One month. <laughs> One month. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh anyway, so so there you go. So thirty year old cat. So that's pretty cool. So that's they reckon that he's the, mate. they reckon he's the oldest cat kicking around at the moment. So, right. Um, right. Well, well, if anyone's got an older cat that they, they can it, uh, at home. Drop us a line. Hit, a, hit us up here. We'd be more than happy to try and plug it to our, um, you know, a huge the library vast worldwide. of uh, listeners. Yeah, you know. well, well, animals live long in Madagascar. Why not? Yeah, Absolutely. definitely. Yeah. Uh, two listeners. Two listeners. Yeah, yeah. recently came three. Oh, I think. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Cloned. Yeah. Cloned. Yeah, yeah. So one of those might have an older cat. It's send us robot, a line. It's not the robot program that's just, you know, cloned itself. We're not getting a, a Terminator-style artificial intelligence uh, hotbed in Madagascar. Well, well, I'm worried there's a bit of a bot situation going on because <laughs> we've heard nothing in reply. Nothing at all? They, yeah. No, no. maybe they don't understand us. They just listen and fall asleep to us. Yeah. And about. Now, I had a, um, a situation during the week, Lewis, where um, I saw a little cat. It was about... Um, about four or five months old yep. um, and the owners had just uh, for the first time tried putting a collar on him yes. because they were trying to do the right thing with the council tags and yeah, all that sort right. of stuff yes. um, but the tag that they put on him he actually got it caught in his mouth oh. and so what ended up happening he ended up getting all this ulceration and bruising around the corner of his oh. lips they, they just put it on him they left the house they came back and they saw he had all the bruises it, he'll be fine like it's not yep. well, not, not we bad see it sometimes. See it a we bit. see it a mm. bit yeah yeah, mm. um, I think the worst ones that I've seen are the ones where they get them caught around in their armpits yes. and they end up just with this huge big gash from yeah. the pressure sore, pressure necrosis yeah. um, in their skin, in their armpits. And that is a nightmare lesion to try it's and heal. hard to heal that, isn't Absolute it? Absolutely pain really in the hard. bum. Yep. Um, and so it got me thinking, as I was talking to the owner about what sort of cat collar that they had, um, and it was one of the ones that doesn't have the safety release on uh, it. Oh, yeah, um, yes. Now, yep. um, for, for my cats, and I'll ask you in a sec what you've done with Olive, but for my cats, what I've got for them, I got the um, the the rogues um, uh, quick release collars. Right. So they're the ones that if they uh, get caught on uh, something, are they sponsoring this segment, mate? Not yet, but hopefully they yeah, will after yeah, this. Yeah, so definitely. Ro- great, rogues, great collar. R O G Z rogues collars. <laughs> rogues, um, rogues, 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 rogues. Potato, potato, yeah, mate. Depends you know. which side of the tracks are on, mate. Yeah, are, are you phonetically <laughs> frenetic or you know? Uh, so um, uh, yeah, it depends on what side of the river the flies yeah, are from. Uh, exactly. Exactly, yeah. rogues um, is rogues. for those yeah, that's the, the south of the river. Yeah. Yeah. Rogues, mate. That's rogues. Richmond. Rogues. 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 That's what the hipsters say. Yeah. Um, your hipster handlebar moustache. Um, so the um, so the, the thing I love about these, and there are other ones because we've got um, another brand. I can't remember um, what the uh, the name of that is, but they're, they're – collars that the clip does up but if the cat gets caught so if a cat's jumping over a fence climbing up a tree or something like that and it jags then the collar will release and your cat doesn't get hung yep, because yep. um you know cat collar injuries are unfortunately fairly common yeah. and the ones that just go around and have that bit of elastic they're just not safe enough I don't think oh. so yeah oh. yeah thanks for mentioning that's the one we've got on Ollie oh, is it yeah. oh there you go <laughs> can't, can't get any other ones on her but oh, okay really? I'll better look into that uh, yeah. mental notes <laughs> yeah, but if you're listening the collar's fine yeah <laughs> so just got to change that out during the week <laughs> thanks Robbie uh, no, let's move on to something else yeah. shall we yeah. All right. yeah. the, the pain in the bum with the, with the, uh, the quick release one 
ones is they they fall off. Like uh, Melvin and Parker have gone through about three each, so I've stopped getting the nice engraved little collar tags well, for them now. It's like I, I reckon you know in in a thousand years time when they're uh, excavating under my house, they're going to find all these small little oh. coins. They're going to try and work out what uh, what sort of currency we were using. You know, yeah, it says Melvin. They all say Melvin. On Melvin them. and Parker. Melvin yeah. and Parker. Well, the thing is with the the collar stuff. The reason we've got the one we have and not the quick release. Yeah. Is um is Olive? We used to have trouble getting Olive in at night for yeah, a while. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, and she's getting some fights in the neighbourhood. Right. Yeah. Um, and and I actually have a fr- uh, a vet friend who yep. I used to work with. Yeah. Who lives maybe five doors down the street. Right. Yeah. And she she sort of sent me a text one day saying, ah, you know, and we sort of like, oh, you know, um. Sent me a text saying I've got Olive's collar. Yeah, right. I thought, oh, that's really weird. She hasn't been to the vet clinic. Yeah, what, yeah. What's, what's all that about? Sort of like, oh, oh, that's that's really weird. Um, we went home at the time. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, are you sure it's Olive's collar? So she sends me a photo of the collar, and there's the tag with Olive on it. Yeah, my phone and your number, phone number. My yeah. phone. Was, oh, yeah. Can't can't dispute that. <laughs> and so what had actually been happening is she'd actually gone down the street and had a fight with the vet mates' wow. other cat and oh. lost lost the collar, and we kept losing collars. Ugh. And we we also then changed the routine of yeah, Olive comes in at night, has a little feed, and doors get locked. Everything yes, gets that's sort of, it. Everything yeah. gets sort of shut up. But so that's why we do have the bit of a stronger sort of collar yeah, with gotcha. the elastic yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, like you, we just um, mate, I was working to pay for collars, really. Yeah, absolutely. Know? Yeah. Well, I guess the big thing is as well. It depends on how the cats are going with the collar too. You know, like if it's a like this was just a little itty bitty kitty, and it was the first time they yeah. put a collar on. And I was saying to the owner with. Um, when she goes to start trying to put a collar back on again to do it just for short periods of time and put it on and feed the kitten and yeah. take it off yeah, before good. it finishes yep. eating. I love it, you mate. Know? See, Some I'm desensitization. learning, man. Desensitisation and associating it with a positive... Uh, and counter-conditioning. Yeah. They're big words and I love it. It's great. <sighs> there you go. Yeah. I, thought, I thought you'd like that story. Oh, That's dude, why I put it in there because I thought, I'm beautiful. learning something it's from you. Beautiful, you know? mate. Thank you, Jedi Master. <laughs> beautiful. Now, look, a really cool little article I saw in the Science Daily. Yeah. Dogs understand what's written all over your face. Right. Is its title as. And this is a really cool little study that was done by some guys, uh, I think, out of Italy. Yep. And I was going to say what their names are, but gee whiz, they're a mouthful. Sinascalci, Diengio. And Quaranta. Yeah, fantastic, mate. That's, that's not a, bad. Well, let's I think, go with that. Marcelo Serenella Angelo. Yeah, nice. It was the first name. So, great study. And uh, we'll move on to the next topic. No, sorry. <laughs> so, in this study, <laughs> the tagline is, dogs are capable of understanding the emotions behind an expression on a human face. Now, in this study, the authors watched what happened when they presented photographs of the same two adults' yeah. faces a man and a woman to 26 feeding dogs. The images were placed strategically to the sides of the animal's line of sight and the photo showed a human's face expressing one of the six basic human emotions. Right. Do you want to have a test of, test of the basic Let's human see. emotions? Um, happiness. Yes. Sadness. Yes. Um, anger. Yes. Um... Fear. Yes. Good. Um, ag- uh, uh, anger, aggression is yeah, anger. I'm thinking hard I'm, now. I'm, I'm trying to think it from um, from uh, a joy, surprise, 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 surprise okay. joy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and um, and uh, uh, disgust. Good. Good. Yeah, I'm thinking and of it from inside out. Yeah, you know, the the five little creatures inside of Inside right. Out. Oh, you know? oh yeah. yeah, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. the movie Inside Out. The movie yes. Inside Out. Yes, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Big movie buff, Robbie. Oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah. Movie, kid, yeah, movie nights with kids. It's kids. It's awesome. Is um, it? uh, Are they still on clowns, mate. They're still enjoying the clown. The, yeah, the, the, the it I put on for them. They're still into that. And the final one is being neutral. Oh, I wouldn't have got that. Yeah, no. I, knew, I yeah. Thought, thought we might go on all day. We yeah, time. neutral. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah. F- anger, fear, happiness, sadness, surprise, disgust, and being neutral. Right, okay. I wouldn't have thought that's a human emotion. No, no. Anyway. The so dog- it sounds like my response to most Adam Sandler movies. <laughs> yes, yes. The dog showed greater response and cardiac act- heart activity when showed photographs that expressed arousing emotional states such as anger, fear, and happiness. Right. They also took longer to resume feeding after seeing these images. Right. The dog's increased heart rate indicated that in these cases they experienced higher levels of stress. So yeah, basically what right. they're saying is the dogs can pick up whether, you know, which which were the six emotions you're displaying. Yeah, right. And they show it in how their heart 
their heart rate goes up when they're, they're worried by it and they, they don't eat as well. Yeah, right. Yeah, we've got our emotions. So aren't they amazing to be able to really tune in to, to, to how we are? Uh, the, uh, and so that was, they were showing pictures, is that right? Yeah, just yeah. to the side of where they were eating, so the thing just that I, line of sight. The other thing that I find really interesting with that is that the dogs have not only had um, done that, but they've had a response to a 2D image of the um, of the face as well. Yes. Because, you know, you'd be you'd think that one of the potential variables on that would be, right, well, how well does it is a dog able to discern, you know, uh, a, a 2D um, uh, picture p- yeah. P- yeah, or a 2D emotion compared to a 3D emotion. You yeah, know? No, um, they're really good. And and they went on to say that the dogs turn to their their heads to the left. Now, this is where I start to struggle with it. They turned their heads to the left when they saw human faces expressing anger, fear or happiness. And the theory being is the left side of the uh, – shows the right oh, – Crosses over. I'll get confused. He, yeah, I should just read what they're saying. <laughs> the reverse happened when the faces look surprised, possibly because dogs view it as a non-threatening, relaxed expression. The findings support uh, support the existence of asymmetrical emotional modulation. Uh, blah, it gets a bit boring. Clearly, <laughs> clearly arousing negative emotions seem to be processed by the right side of the dog's brain and the more positive emotions by the left side. Right. So it's the whole theory of one side of the brain, you know, processes uh, the negative emotions, which is the right, and then the other left side does the positive emotions. So yeah, right. really okay. cool little study. Um, just thought, you know, that they can really tell what we're thinking That's before, interesting, before isn't it? we've even, yeah. even thought, I reckon, their, their body language. And it probably comes back to that uh, dating for dogs that we talked about last episode. Oh, yes. Which we, I haven't had an update yet. We're no. still waiting on an update. Update on how many are married, you know, yes, how yeah, many yeah. dogs are, uh, you know, got got uh, you know met their match or, yeah. or, or partners met their match, but, but or how many know, dogs have ended up with kennel cough? Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wonder if vaccination states yeah. was checked. That's a good point, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, the, the STI from the from the dating night. I was you just going to say that the dogs have to bring their vaccination certificate, <laughs> and the humans have to bring their STI <laughs> certification. Oh dear, dear me, <laughs> oh dear me. Oh gosh! Yeah, the the, the yeah, I guess oh, if you brought no. your koala along, you need your clap certification. <laughs> wouldn't you? Make sure you have chlamydia free. Oh, yeah, no. No. oh. yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, it goes on to that thing of the dogs can assess your future partner. Yes, and as- assess them their body language before you even can yourself. I reckon. Fantastic! How good's that? Yeah. You know, so so make sure you're smiling at your dog when they're reading, or at least do it on their left hand side. That, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> there's, there's there's food for thought in all of that. Yeah. Um. Now speaking of food for thought, I um. I, I've come up with a, a theory, Lewis, and, and I've wanted to bring this up with you. I wanted to broach this subject with you, and I keep forgetting, but I wrote it down on my phone as I write. I need to talk with Lewis about this this week. Yep. You know when you go to give dogs liver treats at the clinic and they, um, they're they so eager that they just jump, they they, they lunge at yep. you and you generally lose two and a half of the you know the bones on the end of your fingers yeah, as they're, yes, you know, they're, yes. they're, they're so eager to get that bit of liver. They just uh, chomp, chomp, they grab your fingers and they work backwards yes, to make sure they yes, get the liver. yes. So one thing that I've found is that if I've got the liver in my hand, but I've got my hand next to it with it, so I'm, this is really good on the visual medium that is podcasting. Just, just, so uh, we're talking dried liver here, just dry, dried liver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So not when you've got a, a whole a, a, liver a in your hand, chunky <laughs> lamb's liver just sitting in there, just blood dripping down the, you know, you know, the God. owner's turning oh, oh, green, yeah. and, you know. Like, no wonder it's taking a finger with you, mate. That's what tasting the yeah, bit no. of liver. <laughs> So, so you've got the, the little bit of dried liver in, yeah, your, right. in, your, in your hand. And what I've found out is that if you put your other hand with the finger up or something yep, there next the to it. Finger, yep, yep. And so taking that up to the dog's nose and get, you know, sit gentle. Because gentle, if you try and say gentle and you, there's no finger there, they still lunge. Yep. But with that other finger there that they seem to calm down and then they just have a little nibble. Now, is that because, you know, what are your thoughts on it? Do you think it's because they're seeing something else rather than the liver and so they're distracted from it? Um, because I don't think it's a magical index finger that I've got that trances them, you know, Crocodile Dundee style. Yeah. You know, it'd be interesting if you used uh, something else, maybe a big toe and see if... See if yeah, oh, yeah. I'll hold my big toe there <laughs> up, up next to that. I'll, I'll do that yeah, next time. Yeah, I'll just, make sure I've got clean feet. Take your, take your shoe off in the console <laughs> and, 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 and offer your big toe. Look, it's probably just a point of reference for the dog, I think. Yeah. If you've got the liver treat, all they see is the liver treat and I can chomp at it. Whereas if your finger's sticking in front of them, yep. they're like, oh, there's a bit of a gap there. I've got to work my way past that finger 
to get to the treat. So I'd, I'm really not. My aim isn't to take your finger. Yes, yep. But when you're holding in the edge of your fingers the the treat, then yep, I'll snap and I'll grab at everything. Yep. But if you've got that finger in front, I don't really want to jump and and, and snap at that treat. So I actually sort of sniff along your finger to try and find where to that try treat and get is. There. So yep. maybe that's that's what's happening. And I also find in some dogs, if you actually curl your fingers back to like holding the treat. Yep. Curl the fingers back towards you, so they've f- kind of got the knuckles facing. Oh yes. And yep. often they'll come up and they have to sniff your knuckles. Yep. And work their way around and you. And you can slowly bring the treat around to them. Gotcha. So a similar yeah. sort of thing that they can't see the treat, but they know you've got it. Yeah, yeah. They're not going to jump and hopefully grab your whole knuckle and bite, yes. bite your knuckle to get through to those treats. And then they work around to getting that that food. And often I tell owners to do that 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 have got that dog that's really snatchy and yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you you can do it that way. Or some owners even have it where you hold the treats in your fist, and when the dog bumps your knuckles with their nose, yep. Then the, the the hand opens and the treat comes out in the palm of your hand, yeah, and so gotcha. they're just likely to sort of jump and snatch and, and grab at it. Because so because they've got that, they're, oh, this, this, I need to do this action before I get the yeah, treat. Exactly. Yeah, whereas yeah, the treat's fantastic. not there just for snatching. So yeah. I love the finger, mate. I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have a good crack Give about a crack. it. See if you've yeah. got the magic index finger yes. too, man. Yeah, yeah, I might have to ring up and borrow yours for the yeah. week. <laughs> Hey, I'll, I'll, I'll make a little uh, little latex model of it for you, mate. Yeah, it's wonderful, yeah. Love it. fantastic. <laughs> All righty, now have we got any of the kids to do a disclaimer this week? Um, uh, gee whiz, you know, I I don't think so. I've tried I've tried getting Camille to do it, but she's still been a little green. But uh, oh, right, maybe mate. try and have a crack at her next Air, week. So, Air Tasker, I've got no one else this week. So unfortunately, back with you, mate. Back with me. Yeah, you know, I, I knew you'd come back, mate. They they, they always come <laughs> they back. They always um, come back. Yeah. Is that um, what you tell Christina? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No matter how many times you change the locks, I'll still come back. <laughs> or when you leave the kids running in the park, you're like, they'll come back. They'll come back. They'll come, they'll back. come back. Yeah, uh, Ruben. Yeah, Ruben. Well, he hasn't eaten for three hours, of course. He's going to come back. He'll come back at dinner time. It's fine. You know? He'll come back for the cream puff. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. All advice on this show is generally nature, so please consult your veterinarian before following any advice for your pet. We do our best to provide the most up-to-date information. But as veterinary medicine is continually advancing and changing, please let us know if we've missed anything or if you need any other clarification. So. Fantastic, mate. Now, what are we going to talk about this week? We... Oh. Um, we're going to touch on anesthetic-free dentals, aren't we? Yes, yeah. We thought after the uh, you know, the, the light-heartedness of uh, of last week's pod that we'd um, you know, just go with just some <laughs> some, some some really you know, non non hot button, not um, yeah, non threatening non threatening topics. Yeah, so we thought know, we'd talk controversial. about yeah, nothing controversial. Just just a, a real lay down, Mazer, you know. Pike that you know, put the ball up and jump in and spike it down. Easy Mickey Mouse topic. No one will get upset. No, anesthesia-free dentals. Why yeah. not? Let's boom. Boom. Bang. Let's get ourselves on the map by uh, creating some controversy. So I think the thing we just need to describe, obviously, the dentals that we do at a veterinary clinic yes. are all under anesthetic, aren't Correct. they? Yep, we, yep. We under a light the, general anesthesia. Yeah, yep. Exactly. And, and the reason because of that is, as vets, we like to provide the best uh, gold standard uh, treatment for for dental disease in our pets. Yep, and the only way that we can truly assess those teeth is when their mouth is open. Yep, and not they're not moving. Yep, and we can get probes, little dental instruments around the teeth and assess each teeth and get a good look in the mouth. Yeah, and it's just not possible for us to do that. Mm. Uh, without one causing unnecessary fear from yes. the dog, yep. or uh, two from the dog getting heavily stressed, or three from somebody getting injured. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the you know I had a um, had a vet friend who's a, a behaviourist as well as 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 um, as myself, um, Dr. Marika, and um, she works out of the Caroline Springs Veterinary Hospital. Okay, yep. Um, she also works with another friend of mine, Dr. Diane Van Rui, and they are fantastic clinic there so if anyone's out the caroline springs area in victoria and they're looking for a really good place to take their pet that's behavioral um based that's providing fear-free visits and and, and that sort of thing really highly recommend to go there but i'm getting off the topic a bit giving (laughs) them a great plug but she actually did witness a dog getting one of these anesthesia free dentals right so essentially she said the dog was it was a small dog um and it was wrapped in a towel Oh, jeez. Flipped upside down, sitting on the floor uh, between the legs of the person doing the scaling. Um, and it, go, it lasts for about one to two hours. 
that what? she was told the procedure. Yeah, one no or two hours. Why? And she watched it for an hour and had to leave. And in that whole hour, the dog whimpered the whole time. It was wriggling out of the towel several times, requiring repositioning. And her feeling was that the dog was extremely stressed by the whole procedure. Right. And so that my my being a behaviorist, my whole I perception of is if we're going to do anything to animals, we're trying to minimize the amount of stress that they're undergoing. Yeah. And the amount of fear that, that we're undergoing. And I don't know, mate, how do you feel about going to the dentist? Uh, dude, well, it's interesting, you know, um, so the last time I went, um, went to the dentist, uh, and even just to, I ended up having to get a filling, but before I actually found out I had to get the filling, um, I, cause I've you know, now got my flashy new Garmin for when I'm trying to do all my running and stuff. Um, and I was actually having a look at my, um, at my heart rate after the visit yeah. and, and my heart rate went up during the, the visit just while the, the, the sky, scale and polish and the probing and all that sort of stuff. And I knew that nothing painful was going to happen. It's just that I was there sitting in the dentist chair. Wow. Like, yeah, crikey, you know. So if that's if that's what I feel, you know, imagine what a dog like. I, I'm, I'm astounded. I hadn't heard that uh, a story like that of the dog being uh, uh, being wrapped up and stuff. And so, so for me... For me, um, I know if I my heart rate goes up when I go to the dentist, I know my kids freak out oh, when they yes. go to the dentist, yes. right? Um, and again, we can try and reason with them because you know, despite a lot of the things that they do, they have a higher intelligence yeah. than what a pet does. Um, man, so so me, I I think the uh, the anesthesia free dentistry is um, yeah fraught with um, yeah. Fraught with potential for um, for not necessarily putting the animal's welfare oh, exactly. at the um, at the the highest. Yeah, you know, not saying that they're not well-meaning. Not saying that they're not trying to. Yeah, you know, that they're thinking. Oh, if we clean the the animal's teeth, that we're going to be helping them out. But me professionally as a veterinarian, I don't think anesthesia-free dentistry is really doing the right things for the um, for the overall well-being of that pet. Yeah, exactly. And Dr. Marika, she's done a little bit of a handout that she gives to clients about the stuff and things okay, you talk yep. about. So, yeah, with the anesthesia-free dental, some strange person will be hovering around your dog's face in their personal space for hours. They'll be unable to move away for the whole time while their teeth are, be, are being cleaned. Dogs react to fear, as we do with the activation of the fight and flight response or freeze response. So they fight, dogs fight with their teeth and a dog's unable to escape can learn to bite to get mm. out of a fearful situation. So potentially you, you could teach the dog that biting's the next, next option because yep. they can't get away. Their flight response is to run away. If they're unable to escape, many dogs cower and freeze. Yeah. This is called shutdown and it's often misinterpreted by these people as dog as a dog giving Accepting. in. Accepting. Yeah, give yep. in or look how relaxed and calm they are. Yeah. And, you know, I've had a look on YouTube to some of the, you know, a couple of the videos and certainly the dogs are highly stressed. Yeah. And even when the you can hear them talking and saying, look how relaxed and calm they are, you can see all the signs. Yeah, right. They are clearly sh shutting down. So, you know, the emotional stress and learned fear of having any procedures longer than a few minutes performed in there in a dog's headspace is enormous. We want our furry family members to remain happy, having their faces touched and examined, and enjoy our human contact. Yeah, that's really well written. That yeah. is that is absolutely mm. a a very, you know, a, a really diplomatic and truthful thing about what's what's going on. Exactly, you know? and often I think it's often talked. They talk about the in anaesthetic free dentals are. Uh, uh, a risk-free procedure that you're yeah. reducing the anaesthetic risk. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of you know, perhaps uh, you know, uh, talking up how how dangerous an anaesthetic might be in an older mm. dog, and yep. and we'll probably talk about anaesthetics. You know, perhaps perhaps next podcast. Next or podcast. Something. Yeah, I've got some anaesthetic anaesthetic stuff on the go. Yeah, a yeah. An anaesthetic, mate. Anaesthetic. <laughs> you under anaesthetic theta yourself. I do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> have, have that new filling going. Is that all right? <laughs> it's superb. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, talk about the risk. And I mean, the risk of, of something bad happening in an anaesthetic is in a healthy dog is really low. Is uh, minuscule. It's about point, what is it, 0.1%? Yeah. Something like that. 
we can uh, we can pro-brand all the teeth while they're yes. under anaesthetic. We can extract any teeth that need to Absolutely. Come, come out during anaesthetic. And there's also another smaller risk as well, is if the dog's struggling a lot and they're scaling the teeth, is the dog can aspirate or, or suck in through into their lungs yep. a little bit of bacteria or some plaque or something like that. And that can cause a lung infection yep, as, yep. Well, as well down the track because they are struggling while we're doing that. Um, and when you've been to your dentist last, is your, your dentist use a, uh, a dental dam or, or they've got just the, 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 the assistant there with the suction there sucking stuff out as they're in doing oh, things? It's a suction, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah So, you know. Yep, and making sure nothing gets stuck. And I'm not struggling though, you know. I'm no. not there wriggling and trying to get away yeah. from them. Or, or, or shaking or fearful yeah. or, or yeah. maybe a little fear, but, you know, like me, you know, I'm a wuss. Um, but, you know, yeah, it's – gee whiz. Yeah, it's – um and – if your dog's got dental disease, so so if you've got um if you've got inflammation of the gums called gingivitis, yep. um anything that ends in itis is inflammation, and it by definition is painful. Yes. You know, if you've got redness, if you've got swelling, if you've got discharge, then you have got inflammation, and that is painful so if you've got an animal that's got gingivitis there and you're going and poking again if you haven't been to the dentist for a while or you brush your teeth and you bleed um and you go to the dentist and you get your teeth cleaned up it, it's gonna hurt yeah it is gonna yeah. hurt Some because you've got inflammation there yeah and that those pets are going through that yeah and look at the, i've even seen a dog that uh was owned by an owner who was new to Australia, shall we say, mm. a student in Australia, and they had a dog, and, and, and they obviously didn't understand that they could go to their vet to get their teeth cleaned. So yep. they'd been to one of these anesthesia dental places and, and had the, the dental done, and then came to see me for a vaccination. Yep. And I looked at the teeth, and not knowing he'd had this done, and I said, oh, gosh, the dog really needs a dental. I can see, you know, they look kind of clean on the outside, but I can see a lot of inflammation on the inside. Mm. I can see some lesions that indicate some teeth might need to come out. Yep. And he said to me, I... Oh, well, I just had them cleaned a month ago and I was like, oh, I couldn't get my head around it. I couldn't think where a vet would... What sort would, of vet would, would leave the teeth looking like they did. And I, uh, when I sort of probed them a bit further, in fact, yeah, they had had this, uh, this uh, anesthesia-free dental. And I said, well, unfortunately, I think your dog needs a dental under a general anesthetic. And I explained mm. the reasons behind it. And when I went and did that dental, there were actually three teeth right. that were painful for that dog that mm. I had to remove. Yeah, right. And that was a one month after having one of these, these dentals. So... Yes, maybe we're more expensive. Yep. Maybe you're concerned about risks and all those sorts of things. But really, we don't do anything that where the benefit doesn't outweigh the risk. Absolutely. And, yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and we're all about, you know, making it as fear-free as possible. Yep. And under anesthesia is the, the only way to do that, in my, yep. in our, certainly our opinion. And the other thing is then, too, when you were saying that when Dr. Marika saw it and that it took the one to two hours... I mean, my goodness, you know, if we've got a dog under a general anaesthetic, which and and so they're intubated, we if they're you know if there's a risk, we we have them on IV fluids yes. to help to try and keep blood pressure up, and again we'll run through all this up for yep. risk mitigation next week when we do the next pod. But um, you know, the chances of anything happening under that anaesthetic are minuscule. But you know what will happen in a shorter period of time? That dog's teeth are clean, and it's going to be awake a damn sight. Quicker exactly. than that one to two hours. It, it, yeah, it's a long goodness. time. Yeah, I know. A standard just just a scale and polish of the teeth like they do. Yep. Would maybe what? What are we talking? 15, 20 minutes under anaesthetic. Well, so interesting. So um, again, with part of the thing, I actually did dental on Rosie last right. week. Yes. Um, and it was. 20 minutes yeah. for me yeah. to get in there and get her teeth all cleaned up from when she we started the dental to turning her off the yep. anesthetic yep. you know and, um, and, yep. and she, she's waking up and eating within you know 10 minutes of, well, of we, finishing she, she was awake within 5 minutes of turning her off the gas um like all dogs are a bit disoriented when they wake up from yep. the anesthetic. Like humans, they wake up, they're disoriented from the anesthetic, you know. Um, then within uh, within 20 minutes, she was sitting up. Within an hour, she was walking outside and had some breakfast, yeah, you know. Right. So, yep. you know, it's, gee whiz, you know, it, it's a, you can have it done stress-free, you know, um, not risk, you know, nothing in life is risk-free, but, you know, as, as low a risk as possible for as good a payoff for a shorter period of time, yeah, of course we're more expensive because we're doing more stuff. And also, 
we're veterans. Experienced, yeah. You know, yeah, this is what been, we do. Yeah. We've been trained in 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 uh, you know, d- dental dental yeah. things. We've been you know we've been trained in you know in looking for infection, for looking for uh, for causes of pain, yes. all that sort of stuff. It's trained in behaviour to not be you know to make the the pets anxious. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yep. So yeah, and I was actually um, when I saw you put this on the running sheet, I was talking to one of my clients who's a dentist. Um, you know, uh, his name's not Rob, but we still can't show you his face <laughs> on television. Um, and and I was telling him about um, about anesthesia free dentals in um, in animals, and he was flabbergasted. Right. He, he could not believe that um, that people would do that in in animals. He's gone, yeah. gee whiz, you know so that that's is interesting, isn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's gone, you know how how can you get them to sit still? How can you yeah. how can you probe the yeah. teeth? How can you check for you know subgingival disease? How can yeah. you go? That's the thing. You yeah. can't. You yeah. just you, you can't. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I keep, keep thinking about that movie Horrible Bosses, mate. That uh, do you, do you remember the movie Horrible Bosses? I, I never. I do know it. And Jason Bateman and, yeah, um, and, Je- and Jennifer Aniston's the uh, was the uh, the dentist. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and I was just wondering if if maybe your dentist was a bit like that sort of situation. But you haven't seen it, so the joke falls flat. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. But so I've seen <laughs> Jennifer Aniston. And I've seen a dentist. So I right. can. Yeah. And yeah. I've got a great yeah. imagination. That might have been why your heart rate went up, mate. I'm just <laughs> Let's go along those lines. Uh, um, So, look, we're going to get some... uh, We've set up all the socials. They're all shut down, locked down now. So, (laughs) any sort of hate and trolling that we're going to get from the anesthesia-free people, uh, don't even try. It's not going to work. (laughs) But if you do want to have a chat about it, get onto us on email. I'm happy to talk to you further about it. And uh, and, uh, thanks to Marika for for the information you sent us. It's it's really... um, a really sort of good to know someone with some behaviour, veterinary and behaviour training has seen it done and uh, and certainly agrees with our opinion of, 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 you know, not that we haven't seen it, but our understanding of, of, mm. of what happens. And again, we're not, we're not saying that the people that are doing it are intending to, yeah, the people that are doing it are intending to help your pet, but we just worry that they may not be helping them in, ways that you know we, we think that we can probably help them better and in safer ways from the training that we've got and our ability of being oh, able to alleviate that fear definitely yeah. and i think we've explained that that yep yeah, yeah just, just sort of put another yeah. little uh yeah. you know another just, little one at the end there lewis yeah. did we say the disclaimer yeah <laughs> <laughs> we can say it again i can say it backwards <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll quickly put it into Google Translate. Oh, we'll see if we can get it said in, in Ma- Madagascan. Oh, yeah, great. Or, or I'll put on Egg Tasker for someone to say it backwards. That'll give someone a job to do, won't it? Uh, speaking of our own animals having procedures done yes. and, and these things like that, we talked about my cat, Olive, having a dental done oh, maybe a month ago or yes. so ago and how we you know, had her on the medication before yeah. and it went really well. Well, we had a bit of an issue and we talked about this a couple of pods ago where Deb came home and there was another cat in oh, the front yes. hallway yep. and we worked out that maybe the, the microchip activated cat flap perhaps needed some new batteries. Yeah. So I put new batteries in the cat flap and, you know, and, and uh, put Olive through it and then it didn't seem to register and then put her through it again. didn't seem to register. Oh. I thought, well, this is kind of weird because you know, maybe three, three or four years ago when the cat flap was new, it's, uh, I thought it's not actually registering. Olive's there poking her nose at it. It's not yep. letting her in. I thought that's, that's a bit weird. So I thought, oh, it's a faulty flap. Then I thought, oh, hang on a sec, I, I might use my brain a little bit here. Use my analytical yeah, veterinary yeah. brain. And yeah. maybe the cat flap is working. Maybe the microchip that's in Olive is not working. Yes. So I got my scanner out and sure enough, the microchip's not working. Oh, How old is she? She's for uh, Rising 5. Rising yeah, 5. Rising yes, yep. And so I thought, oh, that's a bit weird. That's a little bit odd. So um, I... I um I thought oh maybe it's a bit like the uh, the the carpenter or the builder has yes. the worst house in the street yes yeah you know I'm the vet with the pets and I forgot to microchip her <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, oh no that can't be right so a bit of a more, more emergency situation I thought well look I've you know, I've got to take her to the clinic and, and yeah you know, I did try and put a microchip in her at home and she yes. wasn't very keen on me doing wasn't that. happy with that no, daddy the, daddy what are you yeah, doing with yeah, that needle yeah, yeah. daddy she's scratching me. Yeah. <laughs> 
just hold her a bit tighter, girls. Uh, just, uh, yeah, no, she's, she's right onto that. So I thought you were like animal behaviour, yeah, Daddy. Yeah, yeah. Why is she getting angry, Daddy? <laughs> uh, it's because it's a big needle, girls. Yeah. So, so I wanted to do the right thing by her and I didn't want to sort of to, to hurt her. So I thought I've got to take her to the, to yep, the clinic, clinic yep. the next day. And I didn't have a chance to... Zolkeen her up to and give gab her, her up. And, the, and the gabapentin yeah. to give her the calming effects that it has and the difference was huge right she got into the clinic she heard the other cats the other dogs and she was hissing she yeah. was angry at me i couldn't get her out of the carrier even wow. she got really really upset yeah right. so it's obvious that yeah. the medications the gabapentin and the zilkin that i put on beforehand yeah and it's really made me think that oh, i think i'm going to have a push at our clinic yes that i'm going to have a little take-home pack that I'm going to give a to pre-visit all... pre-visit pack. Exactly. To yep. all owners to give them some of this medication, particularly if they're a fractious cat or, yep. a, or a worried dog, to give before the visit so they can be a lot calmer when, when they arrive at the clinic. Yeah. Because the difference in Olive was massive. So anyway, so I ended up having to sort of uh, put her in a, in a box chamber type situation yep. and give her some anesthetic gas that yep. way. Went down, all went fine. I took an x-ray. Yes. She had a microchip. Yes. Obviously broken. So I'd been a good dad, a good yep. owner. I had microchipped her. Yeah, good, good. At the, uh, you know, at her first visit to the vet. When yeah. We picked her up from the rehoming place, from the uh, vet clinic that had the strays. Yep. And uh, and I thought, all right, no worries. So I put a new microchip in and, and then I actually found the old microchip number. Yep. And I looked it up. And you remember there was a batch of folding microchips. I was going to bring this up if you if you didn't. Yes, absolutely. I thought when you said five, I think she's just right at the tail end of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there was a batch. For those who don't know, there was a batch of faulty microchips that were produced uh, yep. by Verbac. They're Verbac microchips, I, I believe. You give me a look like yeah, they're no, not. No, no, no. They definitely are. I just wasn't sure whether or not we. Um, are they a sponsor? Are, they're, 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 are they're they in not, talks? They're, they're not a sponsor or in talks. But I just yeah, you know, whether. It we say that there are there was a a brand of microchips. Oh, I think it's okay. Pretty sure. Yeah. yeah no, I've passed with legals, mate. So oh, good. <laughs> all, all good. No worries. But, the, but the, yes, absolutely. Still good to sponsor us. I mean, yeah. there are some great other products. So I'm not sure what they are, but we can do those as well. Yeah. But not the microchips. Well, yeah. for this batch. Since then, they've all been fine. Yeah. Since then, they're all fine. But yeah, no, there was a, there was this distinct batch because I had a um a, a a case where there was a a dog that had um. Uh, we it was a, it was a puppy, and so we put the first microchip in, um, and it worked initially. So I, I always sc- I, I scan the puppy yep. Yep. and I scan the chip to make sure, yep. like as a as a negative control yep. and a positive yep. control, yeah, yep. and then I scan it again when it's in there. So it was definitely working at the time. It's a real it went routine, in. isn't it? We do it absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Um, then the puppy was a bit older, and the we scanned and there was no microchip there. Yes, worry. Um, it might maybe it came out, you know. I don't know. It you know, happens. It, yep. it happens sometimes. It wriggles its way back yep. out again. So put another one. In, it did the same routine and it worked. Then years down the track, right, right. So with this dog, we've um we've gone to scan it. No microchip. Oh, no microchip again. Right. So this dog had two of these chips from in this faulty faulty thing. So X-rayed it, both chips still there. Wow! So we had to put two a third, faulty chips. So we had to put a third one at, in. At this yeah. stage, they'd gone to another clinic that could actually do microchips. <laughs> Far out, I, I, hand on heart. Like I said, these credibility guys, said, after that. Mate, and and I, I said, look, I, I'm you know, I'm not going to charge you for the X-rays <laughs> because I need to know that yeah. they are there. And sure enough, two microchips sitting there, and and of course it was in this they're in this the batch numbers so yeah yeah, yeah. sorry so, back so, to you, so, so yeah. i guess that where i'm trying to get at is is you know being a, being a vet i hadn't actually checked the numbers and yeah and made sure that olive wasn't one of the ones but she's she's got this faulty microchip i mean there's no issue with having more than one microchip in in the in this essence of that broken one staying there it's not going to yeah. harm her there's no no it's not like she's got a, a silicon implant that's going to leach and no that's right like that. yeah. there's no sort of issue but perhaps you know it's just a bit of a shout out to owners uh, perhaps vets who've got yeah. pets as well because obviously i've missed the the yeah. uh, missed the checking my own pet but um if you do you know you just get your vet to check when you're next in that the microchip's still working. Yeah. Um, and, and make sure because I guess the worst case scenario was Olive got lost and you know ran away and ended yep. up at a pound and never get back to me because I thought she was chipped but she wasn't. So And it's a good idea then as well, like not only to get your pet 
scan to make sure that it's working, but also then to check the phone numbers, the contact details that the microchip place have got for you, yes. and also for your second contact. Yes. If we had um, we had a dog um, a couple of months ago that came in. It had mic. It had a chip from Queensland, and both numbers were not working. Both oh, both numbers were disconnected. So I was like, oh. well, gee whiz. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. So on the form, when you f- first put the microchip in, they ask for your contact. It does, don't they? And then they ask for secondary contact of someone who doesn't live with you or, you know, yeah. hopefully doesn't move with you or change mobiles or whatever Absolutely. it is. Absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah. And so both of them weren't working. Oh, that's frustrating, mate. That's, yeah. That's, that's a real issue. All righty. Now, how um, how are we going for time, mate? We've got uh, about, oh, I've got a good five minutes or so. Five minutes. Well, well then, do you want to, because um, uh, interesting that then when you're talking about when you took olive in because i was thinking the other day about um i I always make comment of um saying to owners when they come in with cats if they've got a cat cage that is easy to um to get the cat out from yes yeah so i thought we'll just brainstorm what we really love about some cat cages and what we hate about others oh yeah mate. well my my big Pet hate. Well, the one I, perhaps what I love, yeah, is is where you can take the top off. Yes, you can you can pull them apart. Yep, and uh, and instead of opening the door and reaching in to to, to drag the cat out, yeah, we're still tipping the cat carrier up to yes. shake the cat out. Yep, you can say, all right, you want to stay in there? That's fine. You stay in the box. I'm just going to lift the lid off. Yeah, nice five or six clips around the edge. Yes, snap, 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 snap. Top comes off and the cat's like, oh, hang on. Wasn't expecting that. But all right, this isn't as bad as being dragged out by the scruff or pulled out and getting a leg stuck or something like that. Absolutely. What about you, mate? You got some design... You know, yeah, traits that you like. The the best one I've seen that was one that was a um. So this was a cat that he would get so stressed out when he was in um the normal cage. So the your, your classic one that's got the the wire door, door yeah, yeah, the swinging the wire door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would he would bang his head up against it to the point where oh. he would lacerate his nose, oh, and and he would literally come in just covered in blood. Oh wow! And so what the owner got was um a a, a mesh one or like it was a material one so what it was it's like it's got like a a plastic frame inside so it's like a rectangle rectangular frame yes then with cloth around the outside with a zip that unzips all the way at the top yes or at both ends yes um and so it means that yeah you can take the cat out of the top yeah you can take the cat out of either end um if the cat wheeze in it or something like that well then you can wash it really really easily i really really like those ones Right. But anything that you can get through the top or take the top off easy, I'm happy with. The ones that I hate, 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 hate are the ones that have got the screws in the um in the sides that you just can't undo easily. They jam, they're all rusted up and you you got no chance getting that. They've been sitting in the shed for the last six months every yeah, they they sit there for six months, you know, between use. Um so yet the clips that can come off the top. Love them. Um, the ones that you can, um, you know, some cats like to see out, some cats don't. Yes. You know, um, you know the the ones where the the wire ones that you can sort of li- lift the lid up yep. over the top. Look, they're okay. Yeah, that's better. You know, yeah, they're, they're they're fine too. But um, really, anything that you can get access through the top is much better than the ones that you that you can't. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think the one thing like this reminds me of the other week. I saw a couple of cats that had come in. Yep. And the owner brought both the cats in the one. Cat Carrier. Oh right, yeah. And so I think they were going for export. I think I was um, getting them ready for export. I think it might have been to New Zealand anyway. And she brought them in in, in the same carrier. Yeah. Um, and I'd examined one of the cats, got it out, and then we thought, oh, we'll just sort of swap them over. So we swapped them over, one cat in, one cat out. And then when we put the second bat- cat back in the carrier with the yeah. other one in there, the one in the carrier actually attacked the one coming in the carrier, and that'd be right. cat fight in the, oh, in the carrier. No. That's the first time I've seen that happen. I was, and I was shocked. Going, this is perfectly yeah. normal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, <laughs> s- settle down, guys. Yes. Um, stop biting. Yeah. <laughs> Not good. Don't make me hose yeah. you down. Yeah, I can't I can't put my hand in there because <laughs> you're going to shred it. So, <laughs> so be, like, be like putting your hand in a piranha. Yeah, yeah, yeah pull the piranhas. Yeah. yeah, imagine going to the vet after that. Where'd you get the, where did your cat get its abscess from biting? Ah, <laughs> uh, I was at the vet here yes <laughs> and they had a fight and i got a cat fight abscess from, from being at the vet so look i you know certainly one cat per carrier is yeah. is, is 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 uh is is really 
the ideal. Absolutely. Um, I like to think you maybe you put a T-shirt that you've worn to bed. Yeah, okay. It's got yep. a lot of your smell. Yeah, uh, okay. Scent. 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 Your Thanks, scent. Deb yes. in my head thinking, yeah. Yes, she poked her head around the corner. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> scent. Uh, you know, probably no water. I don't I don't think it's necessary to have a big tub of water or the, no. the clip to the side and no. the water. You know, a lot of people like to do that, but there's really no need for a trip to the vet. No cat's going to drink in that, on no, the trip to exactly. the vet. Or no. get thirsty, particularly. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, some treats in there, maybe. Maybe the cat will be interested in those. Training the cat to like the carrier. Yes. So that, you know, we have all here of owners that get the carrier out and the cat, pff, it's gone. Gone. Disappeared. Yep. I'm not going where that carrier's going. Yes. No way. That's either the, the boarding kennel. Yeah, cattery, or it's off to the vet to have a have a have an uh, injection or something. Nothing so. fun happens for cats when they see a cat carrier. Yeah, dogs you can fool. Oh, we've got your lead. We're going to go for a walk. Yes. We're going to go to the park. This is great, you yeah. know. Oh, but I've ended up at the vet. Well, what a hang pain. on, what, what a pain, there? you know. Yeah. a cat. A cat says, Nah, you know, I, uh, I'm not as stupid as the dog. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, so get out that carrier. You know, a week and a half before you you yeah. go to the vet, or even have it out all the time. And feed the cat near it. Start yeah. moving you know, the, the feeds maybe a meter away first and over a few days you're moving it five centimeters a day and eventually you're feeding them inside the carrier and yep. really getting them getting them used to, 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 to the carrier. And then, you know, you can use Feliway, which is a yep. pheromone, spray that Love inside it. the carrier, spray it on that T shirt that you've worn that you're putting in the carrier. Yep. Um and when you carry the the box don't carry it's like a briefcase. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. It's not full of. Uh, it's not full of uh, papers and a laptop that you can just swing around and da 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 da. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, carry it like it's a box. Yes, yeah. Like you've got precious cargo in there. Like yep. you don't want it to fall out the bottom. Yeah, yeah. And that's how you really. You know, no, nobody wants to be dangling by that handle and feeling that you're because if you're yeah. only if you've only got one point of contact, well then it, inherently by the way we walk, you're gonna swing. Yeah, yeah, it, exactly. And and you know. Well, I guess coming back a bit, make sure you do actually put your cat into the carrier. Nothing like a loose cat in the car when you're driving along. And it reminds me, I went and saw, had these clients come and say, oh, I've got the cat stuck in the car. And uh, and the cat had got right under the passenger seat, oh, sort of the, the right. front passenger seat. Yep. And the owners in their attempt to get it out actually gave it a, a tail pull injury. They pulled oh, its tail. Good yeah. God. Yeah, which is horrible. So, so make sure your cat... Is in a carrier in the oh, car man. and putting them low down in the car, like in the footwell thing. Yep. Maybe covered by with a towel, sprayed with Feliway over the top, just providing a much more comfortable ride for them. Yeah, yeah. You know, less likely to get car sick and, and those sorts of things as well. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. No, all good stuff. And because the 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 calmer your cat is when it comes in, the the easier our job is. You know, it's yeah we. As much as what we love seeing your cats, you know, there's yeah. um, we, we much rather see them when they're Calm a little calmer and, and a little happier. Yeah, 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 exactly. And when you get to the vet, you know, if the vet's got a special area for cats, fantastic. Yep. But if they haven't, make sure that your cat is placed in an elevated spot. Yep. It's nothing like, oh, I hate it when I, or dislike it perhaps, when I see a cat... That's you know the owners have put it under the chair. Yeah, all's quiet in the in the waiting room. And then comes in you know the other owner with three dogs on the lead, and they bang straight up to the cat on the yeah. floor. And what's that in yeah. there? Yeah, oh, is that a cat? I love eating yeah, cats. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and so the cat's just totally flipped out by it. So put it up maybe on the counter, yep. the reception counter, or if there's some high shelves that are provided, or if there's a special cat area. Uh, you know, really, really important. Please warn your vet if your cat's not happy being at the at yeah, the, the clinic. Absolutely, we do like a warning. Yes, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. You know, the, uh, we might say, "Oh, we'll see how we go." But yes. in our heads, we're going, "Yes, all right. Thank you for the thank, warning. Thank you very much for the warning. I yes. value my fingers. Yeah, I'll take that, take that <laughs> on board." And then, of course, we talked about the medication. Yes, you no, know, get some. Go to your vet the few days before. Get some of the Zilkeen. Get some gabapentin from your vet. Highly recommend it with how Ollie behaved. Yeah. Really massive difference. So something I'm going to implement, you know, ongoing, I think. Well, from when you were saying that the other day, I was talking with Lynn, our practice manager, and we were, we were talking about um, about this and that I want to, just as like what you were saying, having a, a pre-visit yeah. pack that it's people great. can come and pick up. Or even to the point where you could mail it out to them would be great yeah. too. You yeah. know, you know, so send it out. So you've got a cat that you know is fractious. You know, you get that, you start loading them up with it the few days beforehand. 
if the cat's already bad, it's not going to make them worse. Yeah, well, exactly. Know? And it's going to lower the amount of anesthetic you use. Yeah. It's going to help them on recovery. It's yep. really, it's going to be all around. And I like your idea of the gabapentin making into a paste. Yeah, yeah. So it's palatable. I think that's fantastic. So yeah. I think going to take that on board. But then also when you get the cat home. Yes. It's really important, especially if you've got two or more cats and you bring one cat back. Yeah. It's really common for the the. The, the residents in the household to actually attack that new cat because it smells of the vet clinic or, right. you know, it's been in hospital a few days. It smells different. Yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. We haven't, you know, cats aren't the best at interpreting each other's behaviour signals. Yeah. And sometimes we're not sure if maybe they just don't realise it's that it's your cat again yeah. that's come back. So, you know, maybe separating them initially when you get home. Yeah. Um, I talk about using a small towel to rub between the cats to create a communal scent. Okay, yeah. Yes. Them focusing around their cheek area where there's some really good pheromones there. Yep. Rubbing each cat with that towel intermittently, you know, and, and back to the original cat so yeah, they all yeah. have that same smell. Maybe using some Feliway again and then maybe gradually reintroduce them with some tasty food and yeah. at a distance and sort of just making sure that they don't, one comes out of the carrier and the other one runs over and nails it and have a big fight, yeah. which can really... I don't know who the hell you yeah. are and I'm going to get you. And, yeah. blah, 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 and then you've you, you yep. got to get the cat back in the cage and you got to come back to the it's, clinic and that sucks for everybody. It's pretty much the lipstick on the collar and the smelling <laughs> of the perfume, mate, I reckon. There's nothing nothing more that's going to ruin the relationship than, ooh, you smell different. Yeah. Where have you Who's been? Who perfumes that? I don't have blonde hair. Who's this blonde... <laughs> what is it, blonde hair on your lapel? That's right, exactly. No, spot on, mate. So... Yeah. So, you know, really some good ideas there to, to, yeah. to, to helping your cat visit to the vet. Yeah. Uh, go along a lot better and uh, and make for, for a nice um, nice time for everyone, including the vet. We don't get injured. Absolutely. Well, I reckon that's got to be it then, isn't it? That's the... Uh Fantastic. That's a wrap, mate. I think so. We've got no, no time for mailbag. We'll, we'll hit that up next week. Very good. Get in contact with us, uh, twovetstalkpets at gmail.com and all the socials and things and uh, hit us up. It's been a been a good couple of shows, man. You know, all Fantastic. That, we've had separation anxiety over the last few weeks. We've now had uh, stuff here about for the cats with coming into the clinic. You and know, the dentals. The dental good, stuff. Mate. Yeah. So, um, so next week we'll talk about uh, you know some anaesthetics and stuff and try and sort of dispel some... Yeah, you know, some myths about it, the, about uh, risks of anaesthesia and all Lo- that sort of the, stuff. The so very low risks of the, anaesthesia. The, the incredibly yes. low risks of anaesthesia. Yeah, spot yeah. spot on, mate. Bit bit like uh, oh, and I was going to say the the World Cup, but we don't know the results yet. <laughs> but we will by the time the podcast goes out. Absolutely. Anyway, yeah. that's giving away behind the curtain secrets. <laughs> so we'll let that go. <laughs> all right, mate. All right. See you next week, See you listeners. Guys. Peace out. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Two Vets Talk Pets with Lewis and Robbie. To chat further about this week's episode or ask the guys any questions, search Two Vets Talk Pets on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or send an email to twovetstalkpets at gmail.com. You can find Lewis on Twitter with the handle at vetbehaviorist, and more importantly, as the two pet heroes return to their day job of saving animals' lives, be sure to thank them with a five-star review on iTunes. Every time you do, a small, cute animal will receive a cuddle.